Hello and welcome to The Sacred and Superstitious, where I'll be taking a weekly look at rituals, folklore, and supernatural creatures from around the world. I'm your host, Daphne Fama. Thanks for joining me. Today, we delve a little deeper into Thailand with some of Thailand's best and strangest ghosts, urban legends, and monsters. Before we jump right in, though, I want to reiterate my disclaimer. I've done my best research how to say the names of the spirits and creatures I discussed today, but I don't always get it right. Sorry for where I mess up. Now, let's get right into it. There are over 40 different types of Thai ghosts with variations in different regions. Most have moral meaning attached to them, a reason for them to be in their cursed state. But not all of them. The Pikung Koi is one of the monsters where I'm not really sure what the possible moral meaning could be. It's an interesting creature though, sometimes called a ghost, mostly called a monster, that's said to frequently live in forests and jungles. Most people describe it as human-like, though others have said it looks more like a monkey, more specifically a langur. If you don't know what a langur is, because I didn't, it's essentially a white, fluffy monkey with a black face and a really long tail. These monkeys tend to be a foot and a half to two and a half feet tall, or 51 to 79 centimeters, not including their tail. But whether or not the Pikun Koi is monkey-like or human-like, everyone agrees that it's ugly and it only has one leg which it hops around on, and as it hops, it says koi, koi, koi. That's how it got its name. It's a little like Pokemon. The Pikung Koi is said to sustain itself through blood. It searches through the jungle for travelers who are sleeping in its forest, and then when it's sure you're asleep, sucks the blood from your toes. Some believe that it has a long proboscis, like a butterfly, that unfurls from its mouth and stabs through the skin and sucks out the blood. Others believe that they just bite you, vampire style. No matter how they suck out the blood, you can protect yourself by crossing or covering your feet while you're sleeping. Long Pu Wang, a former abbot of a temple in Chiang Mai, said that when he traveled through the jungle with his companions, he fought many Pikung Koi at night. He described the Pikung Koi as being shaped like children of about 13 to 14 years old. They were thin with a bulging belly, dark brown skin, dark hair, and a chubby nose. They were armed with small crossbows and shouted koi as they attacked. Luang Pu Wayne and his fellow travelers meditated, and this protected them from the attacks of the Pikung Koi. After finding this story, I decided to probe more into Luang Pu Wayne. Luang Pu Wayne was born in 1887 and joined the monastery at the age of nine. The specific discipline that he joined was a Thai forest tradition, which closely follows the Buddhist teaching and emphasizes discipline, meditation, and renunciation. He was known for living alone, meditating in the forest, and preferring seclusion. He famously said that he had no interest in lay people, lay people being anyone who wasn't a part of a sangha or the monastic order. Finding out this, it really didn't seem like he was the type to make up a story. But later in his life, he became famous when a Royal Air Force pilot supposedly spotted him meditating in the sky. After that, he became famous and the king became one of his closest devotees. Maybe even monks can't tell kings to go away. But when a doctor asked Luang Pu Wayne about the sky meditation story, at the end of his life, the monk replied, Do you think I'm a bird? Either way, maybe take the story with a grain of salt. The next creature I'm going to discuss is much more terrifying and much more famous than the Pikung Koi. It's the Krashu. The Krashu is a monster that, during the day, seems like a normal woman. She's usually young and beautiful, though often sleepy. 
but come nightfall she perks right up and becomes ravenously hungry. In the twilight, she'll find a quiet, safe place, and there, in her hiding spot, her head will leave her body, dangling from its neck a pendulum of internal organs, including her heart and stomach with long strands of intestines hanging beneath. The rest of her body remains hidden on the ground, and the cross shoe then lifts into the air, frequently accompanied by a luminescent glow, like a will-o'-wisp that you might find in a marsh. Free from her body, she flies through the air and begins to hunt. The only thing on her mind is blood, meat, and organs. But if her preferred foods aren't available, the crosshew will stoop to eating carrion, or even feces. An ideal night for a crosshew involves sliding into the open window of a house and sucking the blood from the bodies of her sleeping victims. If a person's been wounded, the crosshew can smell the scent of their blood in the air and can even track you to your home. In order to prevent her unwanted visits, people erect spiky fences or grow spiky bamboo near their house and windows to protect themselves from her. The crosshew abhors anything spiky because there's a chance her hanging organs might get caught and she'll be unable to escape before daylight. And if preying on villagers isn't bad enough, the crosshew will even wipe her mouth and the clothes left to dry outside, soiling them with blood and excrement. As for how Krashu come about, there are a myriad of theories. The Krashu is believed to be a cursed person, usually an individual, who committed a variety of sins during her life. After she dies, her sins cause her to be reborn as a put, a demon or evil spirit. In this new form, she's forced to live off uncooked or rotten food. Folklore also suggests that she's the spirit of a formerly wealthy woman, who tied a length of black ribbon around her head and neck as protection from the sun. This woman was then possessed by an evil spirit and then cursed to become a cross shoe. Other legends claim she's the spirit of a woman who tried to learn black magic, but made a mistake with her spell, leading to her head separating from her body. But you might also become a cross shoe by ingesting food or drink that's contaminated with a cross shoe's saliva or flesh. In this way, cross shoe passed her curse down to their daughters or female relatives, not unlike the witches in the Philippines. The least imaginative legend is that she's a woman who aborted or killed someone in a past life. Imagine living a good moral life and then being condemned to eat feces because a past version of yourself killed someone. You wouldn't even know why you were being punished. Somewhat recently, a movie gave the cross shoe a new origin story. In this movie, Demonic Beauty, an ancient Khmer princess is kidnapped and cheats on her husband with a soldier. The soldier is decapitated, and the princess is sentenced to be burned at the stake. But as she's burning, she chants a spell that protects her against the flames. Unfortunately, the spell is botched, and only her head and organs survive, leaving her in the form we know today. If you believe that you have a cross shoe in your neighborhood, there's a few ways to kill it. You shall wait until nightfall, when it leaves its body vulnerable. From here, you can crush the headless body. Doing so is fatal to the spirit. You can also try to trick the crosshew into joining with the wrong body by hiding its original body and replacing it with a human-shaped figure. If it tries to join the fake, the crosshew will die a painful death. But if the crosshew fails to find her body during daybreak, she'll die in a terribly painful way, very vampire-like. You can kill a crosshew in its more monstrous form by cutting off its intestines, or you can catch the head and burn it. To be honest... It doesn't really seem like a very hard monster to thwart. Just keep your windows closed. And if you think someone's a crosshew, just see if she's around at night. 
And if she isn't, find her headless, defenseless body. What's particularly interesting about the cross shoe, other than her incredibly unique appearance, is the fact that there have been a lot of supposed sightings over the years. On July 2008, CCTV footage of a lemonade factory captured video of an alleged cross shoe. When the video was zoomed in, an old woman could be seen. Local people insisted that they saw strange sights and sounds in the area at night, which ceased when the old woman died. For the life of me, I could not find the original CCTV, and I watched a lot of questionable Thai supernatural specials and clips trying to find it. On August 2016, multiple people captured images of a reputed cross shoe. The videos and images were essentially a glowing ball, either gold or red in color, moving erratically across the screen for a few moments. Unfortunately, no features or hanging organs can be discerned in either of these videos or these images. In 2017, an individual shot a similar video of a floating red light 100 meters above the ground. After this was reported, a mass stampede of aspirational cross shoe hunters flooded the area. Unfortunately, there were no more sightings of the cross shoe after that. But a man who lived in that area stated that he'd seen a cross shoe in the forest before. He claimed that she had long black hair that covered her face, making it so that he could only see her long fangs and the bright light that accompanied her. He drew his gun to try and shoot her, but she just flew away. <laughs> Later in 2017, a clip went viral on social media showing an alleged cross shoe floating through the air near canopy level with trees. No one knows where the video came from, but it was debunked as a hoax as it was actually a drone decorated with a mask. Personally, I've been a little unimpressed by the cross shoe videos I've seen online, but at the same time, it's a monster that definitely has its place in Thai cultural landscape much like the Aswang in the Philippines or Mothman in the USA. It's definitely a monster that has scripted mascot potential. And there's dozens of movies, soap operas, horror games, comics, and advertisements that agree with me. But the cross shoe isn't the only spirit that's famous in Thailand. May Nok is so well known, I just can't skip over her. And her story is sad and romantic. During the reign of King Rama IV, sometime during the 1860s, a woman named Nock was desperately in love with her husband, Mok. Mok, unfortunately, was a soldier, and then one day, he was called off to war. Nock, who was pregnant, promised that she'd wait every single day for him. But Mok was injured in the war before he could return home and see his wife give birth. Unfortunately, Nock and her unborn child died during that labor. Mok eventually recovered and managed to return home, and Nock, true to her word, was waiting for him with her child. Neighbors who tried to warn Mock that his wife and child were ghosts mysteriously vanished or died. So, for a time, Mock and Nock lived in martial bliss, until Nock dropped a lime. As she reached to fetch it, her arms stretched further than a human should, and Mock quickly realized what Nock was. That night, while Nock was asleep, he fled. Enraged that her husband would abandon her, Nock pursued him, chasing him until he had no choice but to take refuge in a temple, where ghosts can't enter. Nock, furious, terrorized the people in her town, who had tried to warn Mock that she had died. Her rampage was so severe that a powerful exorcist was summoned to capture her. He sealed her in an earthen jar, and pretty stupidly threw that jar into the canal. A few years later, the jar was dredged up by a fishman or an older couple, depending on who's telling the story. And when they opened it, Nock was freed, and she picked up right where she left off, going back to her rampage and seeking out the husband that abandoned her. 
A monk was then summoned to contain her again, but rather than seal her into an earthen jar, he confined her spirit to a bone, which he then bound to his waistband. Supposedly, this waistband is currently in the possession and protection of the royal family to prevent any further rampages. A shrine was erected to her in 1997, and it's a popular destination for pregnant women who hope for an easy birth or for their soldier husbands to escape conscription or return home safe. Since the shrine is erected near the canal where Maynak once lived, he can purchase fish at the market, which he can then set free as an offering. Maynak has featured in well over a dozen movies, and that's not particularly surprising to me. It's a romantic story with a dark twist. Continuing the trend of female spirits, we have Nang Takian. These frequently beautiful spirits inhabit the Takian tree and wear traditional Thai attire, usually in red or brown colors. By and large, these spirits are considered benevolent and harmless, unless you wrong her or her tree. These trees are massive, reaching 45 meters in height, and are occasionally revered. You'll be able to tell if you stumbled upon one of these special trees if you find colorful satin cloth tied around the trunk. And at its roots, you'll usually find a small altar dedicated to the tree and Nang Ta Kian, who resides within. Devotees of Nang Ta Kian place traditional silk dresses at the foot of the tree as an offering. Like the famous ghost Mei Nak, she can be asked to protect those who are pregnant, provide safe passage to travelers, and reveal winning lottery tickets. Nang Ta Kian is also known to heal and the resin from the Takian tree is a popular medicinal styptic used to staunch bleeding and an ointment for wounds. These trees are rarely taken for lumber, since the spirit within will become furious and curse those who use the wood. The spirit within will even follow the wood when it's used for lumber, haunting the house that uses it. Only monks can take wood from this type of tree, but even they are expected to perform a ritual and ask permission from the Nang Takian. By extension, the only building that uses Takian wood are monasteries and temples where the merit of the monks within are sufficient to render her harmless. There are some that believe that the Nang Takian sing mournful songs to entice men to them in the forest. Those who wander too close to a tree are drawn into her embrace and then into the tree itself. These foolish, enamored victims are then consumed by the tree, never to be seen again. But it's believed that she only hurts wicked or immoral people. Righteous people have nothing to fear. A sacred Takian tree, growing near the bank of a river that has its roots protruding above the ground, should be avoided, as the spirit of that tree is a fierce one, and if you relieve yourself near the base of such a tree, you might develop ulcers. But Nung Takian can apparently even possess people. There's a particularly popular group of Takian trees near a river, which has attracted a lot of followers. In 2017, a woman claimed to be possessed by one of these tree spirits, and while possessed, she began listing the lottery numbers for the next day. I wonder if she was right. Getting right back into the scary, the peepop is a spirit I've been looking forward to discussing. Sometimes called ravenous spirits, it's usually the ghost people blame in the northeast, but their village or town has been stricken by a slew of mysterious deaths. Essentially, a peepop originates in a living person, usually a witch or some practitioner of black magic but it can leave its host body at will, traveling into the bodies of both humans and animals alike. Once a peepob has selected its victim, it burrows inside and begins to devour the person's intestines. But a peepob doesn't kill its host right away. Rather, it becomes a parasite within them. This ghoul causes the host to act strangely. They tend to confine themselves in their home, where they'll begin to consume raw flesh. 
undoubtedly to sate the parasitic peephole within them. Other symptoms that might indicate a person has been possessed by a peephole are sudden outbreak of convulsions, nonsensical babbling, laughing or crying fits, and in some cases, vicious migraines. People who are accused of being a peephole or hosting a peephole usually become pariahs. In 2007, there were reportedly two villages in the Sakonakam province. These villages were populated exclusively by people who had been accused of being possessed by people and had no choice but to join other pariahs to survive. There are a number of real-life incidences involving people over the years. From late January to March in 2011, 10 deaths occurred in a village in northeast Thailand. This unusually high frequency of deaths caused a panic in the village, and some believe that the cause was ravenous spirits or peephole. The first of the ten to die was the abbot of the village temple. He collected alms that morning, had his meal, and then retired for an afternoon nap. A few hours later, he was found dead. He hadn't complained of any physical pains, but a monk shared that the senior had an eerie dream the night before. The abbot supposedly dreamed of a ferocious giant black dog, which chased the village dogs. A black dog is believed to be the corporeal form of a peephole. Once rumors about this dream made its way into the village, people began to speculate that the recently deceased abbot was possessed and then devoured by ravenous spirits. Two days after the abbot passed, two villagers collapsed due to complications associated with their respective chronic illnesses. They too also died. A little after that, a woman in her 60s died. When her body was examined, doctors registered her cause of death as blood poisoning. Many were skeptical about this diagnosis, as she, unlike the other two villagers, had no underlying illnesses. In another northeastern province in 2017, people from 370 households in a village hired ghostbusters to catch ghosts they thought were responsible for mysterious deaths. This village has seen the death of two men, a number of cats, dogs, and buffaloes over two weeks. These mysterious deaths sent the town into a panic, and rumors sprang up that a peepop was a killer. Each house in the village contributed 124 baht, about 4 US dollars, to hire a team that compromised of one monk and 20 aides. The monk and his aides completed a two-hour ritual, and, according to the Ghostbusters, captured at least 30 peepop, which they forced into bamboo tubes. These tubes were then burned. But the villagers, just to be safe, surrounded their houses with holy threads and hung vetiver grass and garlic around their homes to prevent any future hauntings. The district chief believes that this ritual has saved the village. However, the very next day, another man died suddenly in the village. But the district police said that there's no indication on his body of any assault, and the district hospital confirmed that analysis. They stated that he died of heart failure. His mother also said that her son had not died of an attack by a people. So, do you think it worked? In an even more recent event, on January 11th of 2022, a cow has been murdered in northeastern Thailand. The cow has died for unknown reasons, but its owner, who found it bleeding, believes that an evil spirit killed it. Images of this poor cow shows it lying on its side, white frost surrounding its nose and mouth. The owner claimed that he also found a small bag that he couldn't penetrate with a knife near the cow. He brought this bag to the temple to see what was inside of it. The temple summoned a few monks to exorcise the evil spirit. The monks came and then began the ritual. 
An old woman sitting in front of one of these monks began to make erratic Y gestures. Y is the gesture you do when greeting someone or praying in Thailand. Put palms and fingers together in front of your chest, with the bottom of your hands then brought towards your mouth. This old woman then began to scream. Supposedly, she began screaming that she was possessed by a peephole. The temple was then vacated, as people were terrified that they might be possessed next. The monks performing the ritual, however, stated they were able to exorcise the peephole, and that the ghoul that had possessed the old woman had left the village entirely. As you might imagine, this video went viral, with a bevy of comments wondering if the grandmother wasn't just missing her high blood pressure medicine, or why these strange possessions were only happening exclusively in the northeast of Thailand. Others stated that the monks should have burnt the old woman with incense to ensure that the spirit was driven out. Whatever the cause of the woman's strange seizures and shoutings, it's hopefully resolved. And if you like, you can find this video yourself. Beyond Buddhist rituals to capture the people, other ways to cast the spirit out is to call the spirit healer. These healers will sometimes give you tonics, which will cause you to vomit. Once you vomit, this purges the spirit. But generally, you're going to need an exorcist. On a much lighter note, did you know that cars have guardian spirits protecting them? At least, some people believe they do. A newly purchased vehicle in Thailand, whether it be a car, boat, or motorcycle, must be anointed by a monk to invoke a guardian spirit that will protect the driver and its occupants. This guardian spirit is called Maya Narng, and she's not just an ordinary ghost. May means mother, Ya is grandmother, and Narng means married woman. This extremely maternal spirit is actually a goddess that takes care of travelers, and her reach extends to vehicles. You can even find her image in the cockpit of airplanes in Thailand. If you want to provide an offering to her, all you need to do is place five types of fruit, a bowl of rice, a glass of water, tobacco or a betel nut, and three cigarettes on a table in front of your car. Start the engine, press the horn three times, light nine incense sticks, and make your offering. Now you're protected. Another interesting spirit that haunts the southern beaches of Thailand is the Pilong Kulang. These spirits seem to be a normal human at first glance. They usually appear at dusk or at night, and then approach beachgoers. When they approach, you might first notice their putrid odor, like rotten vegetables or something sickly sweet. The closer you get, the worse they smell. This spirit will engage you in conversation, and may even be charming and handsome or even beautiful, but at some point they'll ask you to scratch their back. If you do so, your hand will plunge into a gaping wound, festering with maggots, worms, and millipedes. These insects will attach themselves to your hand, feasting rapidly on your skin and flesh. Once these insects are sated, they'll return to the ghost's back, and then he'll wander off to find his next victim. Our last ghost for the day is the Piki. This is a rarer spirit that you probably haven't heard of. Far from being predatory or vicious like the Pilang Kulang or the people, the Piki is actually pretty helpful. It's a ghost that haunts bathrooms. No, maybe haunt is too strong of a word. It's a spirit that hangs out or lives in bathrooms. If you've been having bad luck or been stricken with bad dreams, put your hands together and invoke the Piki in your bathroom. Ask for it to have your excrement go peacefully. If the Piki blesses you, your bad luck will be flushed away with everything else. And that concludes this week's discussion on Thai ghosts and ghouls. I hope you enjoy the topic as much as I did.
Next week, I'll be looking at some of the most interesting death rituals in Indonesia, from the walking dead to cleansing the skulls of their enemies. This is Sacred and Superstitious, and I'm your host, Daphne Fama. Thanks for listening. See you next week.